Well, hello there. Welcome to the Weekend Update. I'm Jim Harrington. And I'm uh, Bill Knight. Look, we got the trucker rally going on yeah. down at the bo- down at the border. You know, Bill. You know, a Spanish guitar to sing along. You're not going to hear about it. Nothing. Nothing. I went online this morning. I, I looked at all the news sites, and I didn't see anything about the trucker rally. It's like it's not going to happen. But the fact of the matter is, well, I did find one story. They, they're calling it God's Army. The caravan. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what they call it. It says GOP right. governors and God's army descend on border with urgent call to end immigration crisis. So this is, it, it is happening. Uh, I, as a matter of fact, Bill, of all people, uh, Sarah Palin, she's down at the border right now, and she uh, spoke at one of the rallies. Listen. <laughs> She gets very. I was thinking as I was listening to that, uh, you know, she was like uh, she was like uh, Carmela Harris before Carmela Harris with regard to the voice, the quality of the voice. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, I like her, you know, but yeah, that voice can. Yeah. The only, like, the only thing is, boy. though, I think the, the difference is, I think that Sarah's smart. Uh, that's just my opinion. I think she's smart. I don't get the impression with Carmela. Uh, and she's more attractive, too, but that's beside that's, the point. But that's she is true. smart. Yeah, uh, and and I think that gives you an idea of of the crowd going to uh, the border. I mean, they say it's well over five hundred thousand. There are trucks coming from all over the country, and it seems like they're coming down. If you look at the map, Bill, I ten, you know, I ten that goes along the shoreline through New Orleans and that, you know, uh, and yeah. uh, Beaumont, Texas, and places like that. They're all converging. They're all coming down I ten, coming from the west coast. And coming from the East Coast, there are going to be a lot of people in there. But, you know, watch how many how many stations cover this. I was thinking today, if there's nothing in the news here, are they going to have live coverage from the border? Are we going to see any of these speeches? Are we going to look at any of these crowds, or is it just going to disappear? Well, I think it's going to disappear. I mean, you got Biden with a dartboard playing pin the tail or on the donkey or throw the darts at yeah. the, the names on the board. Syria, yeah. Iraq, Iran, Ukraine. Yeah. You got China, Russia, the Texas border. I don't even think they put that up on the map, but all of those are hot spots where the war could begin and likely to begin. Mm-hmm. Something is happening. But, you know, I think there's going to be big news that happens down in Texas. I mean, there was, you know, we talk about, we talked about the explosions, the, the chicken farm, and I think the pipeline, and I still think that gas pipeline was uh, a message to Texas. Yeah, you know what? You don't side yeah. with us. We're going to freeze you out, and there goes your gas. You won't be able to cook your brisket. Well, you know, you know it, it, I think it's interesting that 
the attack yesterday in the Middle East, our retaliatory attack. That was pretty big. That happened on a Friday afternoon, right? The like a, what they call it a a document dump. Well, it wasn't a document dump. It was like a news dump. It's almost there. A data dump. Yeah. It's like if they put it at that time so it will distract and di- take your eyes away from what's happening on the border. You know, they don't want you to know what's going on with this massive rally on the border. They don't want you to know about it. They want you to be talking about it. And they were doing it last night. If you saw the cable channels, they were all talking about this strike, this uh, this airstrike in the Middle East and where it's going. And was it enough or was it too much? Or uh, did they attack the right places? Should they have gone into Iran? All night long we heard this. Didn't hear a word about the truckers on our border. No. Nothing. You know, the, the news cycle, I mean, it's, it, it, it used to be media, news, everything was a seven-day-a-week, 24-hour-a-day job. Now yeah. it's a Monday through Friday job. I did work, I didn't work for, but I do remember a company out in California that was a news station. Mm-hmm. And they actually said, well, to man this, we'll have a full-time staff, but guys, you're going to work longer days. So you actually worked a 10- or 12-hour shift. But you, depending on the length of your shift, this isn't radio. Mm-hmm. You either worked a four-day week or a three-day week, and they rotated. So one day, in one week, you're on for three days, but they were long 12-hour shifts. Yeah. And then, then your next time rotation after you got the, because you're off three and four days at a time. Right. Then you would get the, the, the 10-hour, four-day shifts. And I was like going, that was pretty darn smart because they had a full-time staff all the time there. So they got everything covered. Maybe the networks need to do that because this administration manipulates the news. Well, they're getting ready to go for the weekend. Let's give them, let's get it on the newsreels that repeat all weekend long. Let's put the war there. That takes Texas out of the limelight, the border out of the limelight. Uh, And we'll have to wait until Monday to see what goes on. And you know it's not going to be good, but it will be all over by the time we see it. What I'm afraid of, though, is that uh, there's going to be some kind of uh, violence uh, mm-hmm. at the border over the weekend. It's And they're going to blame it, by the way, on MAGA. You watch. Always is MAGA's fault. I yep. mean, look, you know, I smell they, they planted a story uh, uh, the other day um, mm-hmm. about uh, Mar-a-Lago. The I, I saw secret that, room. yeah. The hidden secret rooms. Yeah. Will the there closet. be another raid on Mar-a-Lago? I would say there is. And with all this going on, what will they find? What will they find? Be well, let me ask soon. you a question. <laughs> yeah, details coming soon. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got, I, I'm Donald Trump. I got Mar-a-Lago. Secret papers are not. Secret rooms? Oh, okay. Talking about the closet over there and, and that room over there? Hey, uh, Harold, could you go check and see what's in there? Get rid of it, hide it, dump it, burn it, whatever. If there is something secret, do you think it's going to be there when they got there with that big announcement? That big announcement is for one thing. Here comes another transplant of documents and information that's probably, well, not probably, is bogus. Yeah, They just want to taint the waters. Well, you know, I think that uh, they also want to crush him financially. And I think that if you have a raid on Mar-a-Lago now, I think that this is their season. You know, the wintertime is when people go south from the north. Mar-a-Lago, oh, yeah. Mar-a-Lago has a lot of business, a lot of activity. And I think that uh, 
the people on the left would like to damage that a bit by uh, nothing would be more upsetting than to be visiting Mar-a-Lago and to have the FBI show up and, you know, cordon off the area and have a bunch of guys holding their M4s, and uh, it would be uh, very well, upsetting. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, Trump's a billionaire. Does he have $2 billion, $3 billion, $10 billion, $20 billion? I don't know, but the simple fact is, and you're going, well, you know, that $83 million hit, that's bad, but that's not that bad. $83 million, $250 million. Now they're going after $450 million. That's real money after a while, yeah. Yeah, all of a sudden, they've got a billion, $1.5 billion, $2 billion, $3 billion worth of damage. It's unheard of. But you know they what the difference is, They are trying to strip him down to his underwear. The difference is, I truly believe this. I know that you're going to think I'm, I'm wrong, but I think that... If push came to shove, he's so beloved by so many people in this country that they would get his back financially. All Trump would have to say is, they're crippling me financially. I need your support. And I mm-hmm. think there would be tens of millions of dollars uh, sent to the guy. Not because he not because he needs it per se, but because they want to, they, the people want to show the, the bad guys that this guy doesn't stand alone. You can try to take him down financially, but we're going to have his back. Well, they're going to martyr. They're going to martyr him into a superhero going against. It's it's good versus evil, and the more that they go after Trump, the the bigger they make him, and the more powerful and resilient they make him to withstand anything. Now, look. It's got to hurt inside to go. It's got to hurt to sit there and have all this hate thrown at you. So, you know, you got to sit He's a tough there guy, say, though. He, he, I think he's also smart enough. I mean, it would be one thing if you were being told how bad you were and had all this hate being, like you say, thrown at, at you, and, and you didn't have these massive rallies where there are these massive shows of support and love. You know, I think he, he's smart enough to be able to say, well, yeah, the bad guys hate me. Uh, the Joe Scarboroughs and the Mika Brzezinski's, uh, all they say is negative things about me. But then I have, you know, tens of millions of people who show up at these rallies all across the country. I mean, the guy goes everywhere. By the way, you told me something interesting. Now they're trying, the left is trying to say the rallies were staged. They're, they're trying oh, yeah. to say that they're not real. Remember when Biden went to the unions yeah. and had the hat on backwards? Yes. Oh, that's genuine, and the unions really love Biden. Now, Trump went and supposedly paid $20,000 to have people propped up and hold signs and everything. And now they're saying everything, New Hampshire, the rallies, everything was fake. Wait a minute. We know that everything Biden is fake, and now they're saying, no, no, no. You know, they're, they're even saying that Palestine— you know, Ohio or Palestine, Ohio, East Palestine, that, Ohio. Right. Yeah. That uh, that was all just a stage show for Trump. Biden oh, is oh, the so, only so that so that huge plume of smoke, that mushroom cloud over eastern Ohio. Well, they don't want to talk safe. about that. They're just saying that Biden's the only person. Biden has it. Has he still not gone there? Uh, he said he's going to go there real soon. Oh, yeah. Real yeah, soon. I'll be there soon. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Now, in, in the meantime, just remember. Trump didn't show up there. You know, it was all fake. It was stage publicity. Oh, yeah. You know, the water was expired water or this or that. I don't yeah. care if it was expired or not. Water in the bottle is okay. Yeah. You know, and but, you know, that's them saying that. 
Right. But at least he put forward an effort to get him food and water. You know, he, they forget, matter. he was a private citizen. He didn't have to do that. Trump didn't have no. to go there. But they're saying it was all just BS gesture for yeah. staging and publicity. Do you think Joe Biden doesn't do things for staging and publicity? All the time. The only thing is, you know, he's staging and publicizing, not for the American people. Now, I got to I, I gotta ask our listeners to, uh, after the program is over today, take a moment and uh, d- go to a site, any site. You can just put Biden uh, greets uh, caskets at Dover, right, And, and uh, as a, you know, a search. You'll find the video and watch the video. It's only about five or six minutes long. And tell me this guy is in charge of the uh, free world. He comes down the stairs with Jill Biden, really, who she doesn't look like she's terribly pleased to be there. As a matter of fact, when they get to the bottom of the stairs, Joe is like the odd man out in the in the entire process. Jill goes over, and uh, Lloyd Austin is there, you know, he, he, the guy who decided to take a weekend or two off while uh, he had some surgery done and not tell anybody. You know, somebody said yesterday, by the way, if that had happened to, if a captain, a captain had left his post, right, uh, he would have been court-martialed. If a captain had been... Uh, had, yeah, had but he's exactly, Lloyd Austin. But he's Lloyd Austin, right, so... Uh, he's, like, but, uh, he's like the $6 million man. You can't touch him. No, exactly. So anyway, Joe gets to the bottom of the stairs, and he salutes, and then he, he truly looks lost. If You hear some people say, well, that really isn't Joe. That's a double with a with a incredible uh, makeup. I mean, I, you hear a lot of things, okay? But I it, take that's Joe. Just, just for the time, assume that's Joe. This guy has got some huge issues. He looks miserable. He looks completely lost. I'm saying he doesn't know where to stand. He, or when he walks over to where he stands, nobody greets him. You know, when Trump came down the stairs, everybody in the area wanted to shake his hand and talk to the president. He was the president. Right. You don't want to talk to Jill. You don't want to talk to Lloyd Austin. You know, you want to talk to the president. If I told you that Biden literally is standing off like a dunce in a corner— it's like, uh, I mean, the guy was lost. And I thought to myself, are you trying to tell me this guy is making the decisions that affect everybody in our country? Yes, he is making those decisions. The only reason Jill was there is to make sure he didn't check his watch. <laughs> well, he didn't. I don't think he had a watch on. They probably took his watch off. because they Well, pre- he didn't know that. Yeah, he they, didn't know he that. He was checking his wrist. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, he, it was, the, it was, it was, if it wasn't, if it wasn't for the fact that his decisions and his actions affect everybody, right? And, and all of his decisions so far have been disastrous. If it wasn't for that fact, it would be, it would be kind of sad to see this guy yesterday because he looked like an old man who was incredibly confused and lost. He didn't mm-hmm. talk to anybody uh, when he came to. He just sort of shuffled along. And then when Jill stood when you know in front of the caskets on when they were being offloaded, uh, he stood there for a second. When Jill bowed her head, he bowed her his head, uh, and then. When they turned and walked over to Lloyd Austin, he didn't greet Austin. 
He just mm-hmm. sort of stood off in the distance, and Jill was uh, over there. I thought Jill was going. I think she gave him a kiss. Uh, I thought that Jill was just delighted to see Lloyd, and uh, it was it was sad. And if I, I I thought to myself, well, you know, this is the guy the Democrats want to push for another four years. I mean, who in their right mind? I'm sorry if you're a Democrat listening to this program. Please reconsider your choices. I mean, even if you're going to vote Democrat, vote for somebody who has uh, a cognitive ability. This guy here uh, is completely zoned out. If 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 this guy were walking around like this and he was 30, you'd say he was, you know, doped up. And, and, and by the way, this guy may be doped up. This may be the only way you can get him to go to places and be passive. You know, without uh, causing a scene, right. you may have to dope the guy up. Well, keep in mind that only ten percent, ten percent. Did I say ten percent? I think you said ten percent, Bill. Ten percent of American voters, only ten percent. I'll say it again. Believe that Joe Biden should be reelected. So forget about everything you've heard. Forget about Taylor Swift. You know, yeah. I'm, 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 I am. You know what? I need to go get a bucket, by the way, because she is in the news so much. Every time I hear the name, I want to puke. And so if you hear something go, that was me (laughs) because I heard the name. You know, I'm I'm sick and tired of hearing about her. I I find it interesting that uh, this this young lady from L.A., that's where she lives out in L.A., all of a sudden she she has this uh, romance with uh, Travis Kelsey, out in Kansas Another City. Another name I want to throw up over. Yeah, yes. but, okay. but it's like, what's going on here? Where did you meet? How did you meet? All of a sudden, you you like the... the they cl- were introduced, and it was suggested to her that you ought to go out with them because it would be good for your publicity. And she wants to be the biggest star in history. Now, I'm not taking anything away from her talent, but she's up for all those, what is it, the Grammys this weekend, whatever it is Ian, going on. Do you on. watch those anymore? I never have, but because of the Swifties, it'll be the biggest audience ever. Yeah. It will. It was the biggest uh, playoff game ever. But you know what? They're going. Yeah, you know it rose by. What was it? Seventeen. Yeah. Well, think, which, think about what you just said. Do you think maybe the NFL wants Kansas City to be the winning team because if they are the winning team, Taylor will be at the uh, at the game and viewership will go even higher. Well, they say it's going to be the biggest uh, game ever. Do you know, for Super Bowl, if you wanted to buy a ticket, yeah, because uh, I know I'm involved with a site that and it sells tickets, and I think the cheapest ticket there, and that was last week, yeah, was somewhere around ninety five hundred bucks, and you know that's, you know, that's, that's sitting in, a, in a, nosebleed a, section. No, that's standing by a trash can outside the gate. But, <laughs> you know, you can hear the game, but you, you can't get inside, you know. Yeah. But you got that spot by the trash can to take your garbage. Well, you know, Thank you. I don't I've never been, since I was a young man, I've never understood why anybody would spend all that money to go to the Super Bowl when I can watch it on television for free. And then, and then, and then when I'm done, the game is over. I just turn this thing off and I relax. When they're done... They have to fight with crowds. They have to fight with traffic. They have to struggle to, you know, everything about the whole process is uh, is difficult. But yet they spend a fortune to go to the game. Is it because they like to say, well, you know, I was at Super Bowl uh, 50, whatever it was, 53, or I was there at that game. Who cares? I saw it on television, you know. 
How long does the game last? About uh, th- three hours, let's say, roughly. Okay, three hours. So, you know, the cheapest tickets, you know, ten grand. So you know how the tickets are going to get the real so nice. You're talking seats. like like thirty three hundred dollars an hour, basically. R- you know, roughly. Right. Well, that's that's for a crap seat. You know, you want a yeah. good seat. You're Off. talking way more than that. Three hours of your life, and boy, you know what? Talk about uh, tinkling money into the wind. Oh. There it is. And if you've ever gone to, you know, you live in a uh, well, a Super Bowl city, but you live in a a city where you know you got the Steelers, mm-hmm. and you know, you go to a Steeler game on Sunday, watching a game that's televised. It's better to watch it on TV because oh, you get commentary and everything going on in the commercials to keep you entertained. Because when, you know, you're at a real game and then they break the guys, and, you know, I've known the players. They sit there and say, yeah, it's tough playing an NFL Sunday game because you just get going and then up. Oh, they got a break for a commercial, yeah. Got a break for a commercial, and they stand around and adjust their jock straps and scratch their butts, <laughs> you know. And that's what you see when you're in the stands. You don't hear the commentary. You don't see the commercials. You're sitting there watching some guy scratch his rear end. Well, that's, that's, that's true, actually. But they do have a boring you, game. You have to say, though, they have these huge, massive TV screens now. It's like mandatory in the NFL. They all mm-hmm. have to have them. They have these incredible TV screens so they – they can show the instant replays to the crowds in the stadium because people were saying just what you're saying. You know, they don't they don't get to see the well, replays. They don't get to see a lot of stuff that we see at home. The NFL has changed, and it's changing more. And I think Taylor Swift is all part of it. You know, because they're saying, "Oh well, we're going to get women into the game." No, you're going to get a different breed because the women that are in the game now they love football, and some of them are more sports-oriented than the guys are. I mean, they know the moves, the plays, everything. They, I'm surprised we don't see women, more women out there coaching and being in the big game because I bet you, you know. You know what you bothers know, me about the NFL? Though? I think we're kind of drifting away from our topic, but you know what, I, the, what bothers me about the NFL is it's becoming a softer, uh, more politically uh, Well, perfect. that's what... Well, they have, if you look at the game... They have on the back of the bumpers on the goalpost, you know, practice love. I mean, they have these stupid little sayings that if the camera catches it right, you go, what? They have on the helmets, uh, live together, live to, you know, live together with love or something, some ridiculous thing. These guys are out there trying to tear each other's limbs off. And by the way, they've also made the rules a lot weaker. For example, uh, if you happen to be uh, a defensive uh, lineman or something, and you happen to be in on the quarterback and you knock him down, if you hit him like a little hard, um, that's roughing the passer, and that's 15 yards and affects the whole game. In the old days, if the guy had the football and he and he and he had released it and he got hit, well, he got hit. That's the quarterback. It's part of the game. All of they've made it so difficult to. Uh, to enjoy the game like it used to be. It used to well, be a the, rough, and now they, you know, you have to understand, and I do understand concussions are an issue in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I think they've improved the helmets a lot, and I do like the rules where they have concussion protocol where the guys, uh, if they bang their head really hard and, and, a, and a doctor on the sideline says he has to sit out for a while, I want to watch him and look at his eyes, um, I think that's smart because you don't want to have damage to the brain but um 
you know, for years, guys got nailed in football, and they were they were okay. I mean, a few of them had problems, but for the most part, they were okay. Well, my point is, what, what I was trying to get to earlier, is like the entertainment business that's been homogenized and, you know, it's recycled, regurgitated crap that comes from corporate beings because this is what they want. Everything fits into that mold. We've talked about this before. I think this is the move for the NFL to homogenize it and, you know, you know, they'll call it making it, you know, more uniform and stuff, but they're taking the true essence of the game and throwing it out the window. Well, you know, and the thing about it is totally commercial thing. Well, so. there's, there's a new league starting, you know, uh, in a couple of weeks. Or I say a couple of weeks. In about well, a there's month. There's been a lot of new leagues. No, no, no. This, this, this is going to make it, I think, because they've combined the USFL and the XFL. They were springtime football leagues, which have been successful. They've been on TV for a couple of years now. And yeah. they're merging. They're calling themselves the United Football League. They got a television contract with NBC and Fox. They've been doing this. Uh, and, and the games have a lot of guys who are either former NFL players or guys who are going to be NFL players. And because it's played in the springtime, it's actually almost like a conditioning for these guys. They, some of these guys will play the whole season in the uh, in the United Football League, and then they'll end up spending the summertime in the in the fall in the NFL. And uh, the difference well, is they have slightly different rules. And if these yeah. slightly different rules catch on and make it a more interesting game, then I think the NFL needs the competition. They, maybe it'll make them rethink some of their stupid decisions. Well, maybe that's why they're doing this now. So, you know, if you play during the spring uh, league and then have to go to the fall league, you might have to go buy a tutu and take some ballet lessons though, for the NFL because that seems to be where it's going. You know, <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm sorry, but yeah, that's just yeah. my opinion. I wish those I, guys I just, luck. I just imagine some of these linemen in a tutu. That's a sight to behold. Um, anyway, getting back to the real issues of, of the day, uh, for example, the Middle East. You know, Bill, they, they talked about the attack yesterday uh, as being too little too late. They were hitting soft targets again. You know, they, first of all, the, our government telegraphed what we were going to do. Exactly. We, and so what does that gives the, the bad guy a chance to move his assets out of the area where you're going to attack, which is they think what happened here. Although they're saying this morning 16 people died and 25 people were injured. I'd like to know where they got the numbers. I'd like to know how they got those figures. I mean, 16 and 25, maybe... If you're in Iran, they're talking about we lost 16 people on an unwarranted attack by the by the uh, uh, the West. But I I I don't know. I I just think that uh, uh, the figures can't be trusted right now. I, I know that in in earlier attacks over the last two months, we've hit like empty buildings. We've hit like storage con- areas for. You know the trucks yeah. or uh, come on, we're, we our our targeting is not that good. Uh, you know, I know no. Biden doesn't want look at the entire attack by the Iranian assets on us this week was completely funded by the Biden administration. You won't hear anybody say that, but it's a matter of fact because Joe released billions of dollars to back to the Iranians. They've had the money to fund the war in Gaza, the Hezbollah movement, and all of these little attacks on us. Where is all this money coming from? The Ukraine has got new 
suicide uh, drones. Yeah. They've got new tanks. There are old tanks that we used in a war before, but they're sophisticated. You can spot them from a satellite. But either way, they're getting yeah. all this money and hardware. Every bomb, it doesn't cost 50 cents or $100 or $1,000 or $100,000. It's a million-dollar ordeal at least. And we've given them billions well, of dollars in hardware. I think you told Where me. Where is yes- it coming from? I think you told me yesterday, and I heard it again today in the news that the, the Ukrainians are getting a, a missile that we haven't used yet. They're getting the we, new, the newest of the new missiles. It's a long. Nobody range. has got it yet. They get to be the first country with it, and the missile is very precise, very targeted. No, it's not nuclear. You could nuclear tip it. But it can fire backwards, frontwards, sideways. It can stand up. It can stand yeah. on its head and take off and go hit its target. Go. It can go around corner. It can do everything. So you can't run. You can't hide. It's going to hit you. Now the explosive in it uh, is like a 250 pound, you know, explosive, which is pretty massive. So if it goes and hits a building, it's not taken out a window. It's taken out of the building and a couple around it. I don't trust the Ukrainians myself. So do you and do you trust them? Because I'm going to tell you what I think is going to happen. We're going to give them the state of the art missile that nobody else has. And and in no time the Chinese will have the blueprints. The Russians will probably end well, up having the blueprints because of the black market in the Ukraine. Well, the black market in the Ukraine or somebody goes, "Okay, let's reprogram this." Uh, we had a misfire. It didn't blow up, though. It's in a field, a farmer's field in Russia, in yeah. China. Yeah. And uh, they'll go, oh, thank you very much. Oh, <laughs> let's reverse engineer. This. Yeah. Oh, so. let's, let's test it on America. <laughs> well, Put I a could, nook in it. That could happen. Uh, we, we are as dumb as a box of rocks. It's one thing to give them our, our uh, secondhand equipment. It's another thing to give them our state-of-the-art equipment that nobody else in the world has that we've developed for our protection, but this administration decides, ah, let's give it to the Ukrainians. I mean, they're having a hard time using the equipment we give them now, the used stuff, never mind giving them state-of-the-art stuff. And, you know, uh, Zelensky, he turns around to us this week, and he says, hey, I'm going to get rid of Zelushny. I guess he's the guy who mm-hmm. heads the army. And he says it like a threat. I guess Zelushny has uh, friends in the U.S., and, Z- and Zelensky was trying to show him that if uh, if I don't get support from the United States, I'm going to make some changes here. Well, go ahead and make the changes. You know what? We don't need to give you our support. We don't need to give you our money. Sink or swim, Zelensky. Do it on your own. Yeah. Um, keep your eyes on the border this weekend, friends. Keep your eyes on the border. I hope to God that uh, it is a quiet weekend and people have a good time and they all sing songs and and, and, tr- and wave banners and just try to have a, a peaceful protest. But, I mean, and also, if you, if you see any video from the border, keep your eyes out for Ray Epps. I mean, if you, if you happen to see Ray Epps in the crowd, you know or there's going to be a problem. Yeah. Or his cousin, yeah. Uh, we're in for a bad uh, weekend. And I don't. I do think that I wouldn't put it past the bad guys in our in our administration in our government to uh, stage something. They, I think they did it on January sixth. Even oh, if you're yeah. even if you're somebody who thinks that was a legitimate uh, uh, pro uh, what do you call it, insurrection, uh, the fact of the matter is that they have video of the people 
being escorted out of the Capitol, and it looks like apparently it looks like them uh, leaving a an assembly at high school, okay, or junior high school. They're orderly and they walk out of the building. Uh, and this is this is why, by the way, you're not seeing video. They we were promised by Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House, that we would see all of the video, all of the video from uh, January sixth. We still haven't seen it. So there's something going on, friends. They're, they're not above board with us. And I, when I see Mike Johnson get up like he did this week and do a speech on the floor, and he sounded patriotic. He sounded supportive of our side. The fact of the matter is I keep thinking of the time I saw a picture of him and Paul Ryan in a private conversation walking down a circular hallway in the Capitol, and, and they were by themselves. And I'm thinking, what the heck is going on? Why you know, is a Paul- lot of go ahead? Well, I was going to say a lot of senators, a lot of Congress people, do not want to secure this border, and you got to wonder why. And you know, I'll tell you right up front, it's about power and control. And I think I mentioned to you that we're under attack. We we, as a matter of fact, we're being invaded, which is something we've talked about before. Oh yeah, countries, you know, to grow a country. You invade somebody, you take over their land, you know, and we, I think we talked about that when we were talking about reparations, but this is beyond reparations. We are being replaced, whether you're Mexican, you're, you're uh, black, you're Italian, you're, you're born here uh, uh, Chinese or Japanese, mm-hmm. or you're, you're uh, uh, you know, white American. We are being replaced, our birth rate is down but immigration has surpassed it. We are being replaced as a population at the expense of a hundred. And what is it? Uh, I got the number here somewhere. It's something like a hundred and fifty billion dollars, or a hundred and fifty point three billion dollars. That's what it's taking, uh, I guess, a year for the immigrants. They are being brought here, and we are being wiped off the map. And so those borders are not going to close because it's about for Harris and Biden, and the Democrats, and the, the rhinos of the world, Nikki Haley. Uh, it is about their survival in the future. They think they're going to corral these people, and so they're here looting, mayhem. They're hiding them any which way they can. You look at cities in California. Yeah. You know, they're giving up what was once sacred. They're giving it to the immigrants. You've, you've, touched, a, you've touched a terrific topic. I, I'm glad you brought it up because I, I wanted to mention this. First of all, Folks, over the weekend, uh, spend a little time uh, looking at the latest episode of Tucker Carlson on X, formerly Twitter, episode 71. You're going to say, why? It doesn't look. The guy's name that he's interviewing is a guy named Brett Weinstein. And hmm. and you're going to say, what, what, what Brett Weinstein? Uh, he's a biologist. You're going to say, what, what, what am I going to get from a biologist? Well, what makes this so interesting is he traveled to the Darien Gap. The Darien Gap is a section of Central America that is just thick jungle. It's you just can't get. It's like a barrier. It's like a barrier, and yet supposedly tens of thousands of illegals are getting through the Darien Gap on their way north. And he wanted to know how that can be. I mean, how are they getting through this thick, massive, long, deep jungle and getting to our border? 
are they doing it at all? And he had an interesting view. He also said he went to a little village in Central America that is nothing but Chinese. He, he, he said in the, he went to a bunch of these different villages around Central America, these temporary villages that they used to uh, restock and, you know, refuel and clean their clothes and stuff. And most of them are for Hispanics, uh, people from Latin America. And they had a lot of children in those camps. But in this yeah. camp where the Chinese are, it's mostly male of military age, and they didn't want to talk about where they were from or where they were going and why they were going there. They didn't want to talk. And he said, that scared me. He says, so what? You're going to war. So what? Here. Yes. You. So, me. Exactly. So what he, what he said, this, this biologist who hasn't got a, a horse in the race, so to speak, other than the fact that he's an American, he said to Tucker, he said, Tucker, I learned two things. There is a group, there's a group of people who are coming here for a better life. They're, they're in there. They're people who are, but they're, they're covering they're like masking an invasion group of people. The Chinese, the Iranians, the people from the Middle East, they're, it's like they're, you see them from one, you know, from any angle, the, and, and they look like uh, people coming in because they want a better life. But if you dig deeper into the invading masses, they are soldiers coming in and readying themselves to do terrible things in this country. And don't think for one second, that they don't have in this country right now massive supplies of weapons, of, uh, you know, bazookas and, and uh, what do they call it, uh, RPGs and, and um, different uh, AR-15s or whatever. They've got guns. They've got, probably got tanks. They may even have gliders. We don't know what they have. They may have uh, drones. That we and you say where where would they put them? We talked over the years well, about the the farms that they've been buying all all throughout the Midwest. Go ahead. Yeah, you got the farms, you know. You know they're hiding them everywhere. You know, the, in Boston, they're taking away community shelters. They were asking people to open up their homes. They're taking airports. I think you know now. You know it's not a new airport anymore. I remember when Pittsburgh built a new airport. Then they had the old airport out there, which I probably is still in existence, the buildings. I don't know what they're using them for, but that would be a great place to hide stuff and shelter stuff. It's off the radar, off the maps, and that's where you would take things. And don't look. There's nothing going on here. And what they're doing is is taking advantage of, you know, a lot of – you ever watch a movie, you know uh, – Old yeller, anything you know, you got a bleeding heart. You know, you're you're an emotional person, mm -hmm. and you're a caring person, and that's a great thing. I'm not putting that down at all. No, and you want to help people, but there are people in power that are taking advantage of your goodwill and your kindness, and they're using that as a curtain to disguise what they're about. When somebody takes advantage of your goodwill and your kindness, you get mad and you get angry. You should be mad, and you should be angry, and you should stop a minute and say, let me investigate what I'm really sad about. And if, when you find out that you're being deceived, then I think you're going to switch, not sides, but you're going to sit there and have a different 
well, a different aspect of this thing. You know, Maura Healy, the, the governor of uh, Massachusetts, she came on television, uh, I guess it was the day before yesterday, explaining why she had to take the rec center in Roxbury, which is uh, for the people terrible. of Roxbury, and she's taking it back for at least a couple of months so that we can store illegals there. And and you just have to live with it because, you know, it's about the children. And when she's saying this, she's tearing up on television. And I'm thinking, well, Maura, this is very, very nice of you. Uh, have you have you brought any of the illegals to the governor's mansion? I'm just I'm just curious. That's yeah, also well, owned by the state, too. But you haven't. You, you know, you're you're I don't want to make this sound rude and mean, but, you know, when she did her governor's address and everything mm -hmm. and she was talking to the house and everything i noted one thing you know because look she she's gay and nothing wrong with that you know fine but every person that she acknowledged and recognized was you know of her same persuasion let's just put it that way you know well that is a culture that's caring well, the and left loving. does the left does that a lot bill i mean the 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 uh Mayor of Boston over um, over Christmas time had a Christmas party only for minorities. She's a minority, by the way. She's a yeah. Asian, and Whoa, yeah. yeah, and uh, she didn't have no whites need to come to the Christmas party. Well, but I'm asking these people that are doing that, you know, lead by example. You want these illegals here, Miss Wu? Open up your house. I'm sure you yeah. have some spare room through the governor of Massachusetts. Open up your house. Don't cherry pick. No, no, no. Let's just do a, a, a random draw and uh, luck of the draw. Uh, let's see what happens. Has it ever occurred to you that, you know, we're, we're always told how compassionate the uh, the left is, how much they love. You never love see it, though, do you? No. The people who in the country are compassionate usually are the, the MAGA-type people, the people who go to work every day, the people who uh, pay for their family's uh, well-being and then give a little donation to charity. Those are the people who are compassionate. But the ones who talk about it all the time, the ones who get out there and say, oh, I, uh, I think we should do this for the, down, the downtrodden, well, they're usually not that way themselves. When, when time... When you ask them, well, if you feel this way, can you put somebody up at your house? Oh, no, no, I can't do that. I'm the governor, and I, I have security problems, and you can't have anybody in my house. Uh, governor, do they have then a— shut up. I'll bet you the governor's mansion has a garage. Give them the garage. Put some heaters in the garage. Put some bunks down. Get your cars out oh. of there, and you got something. You don't even have to have them in the house. You know, give them the garage, give them a small allowance and let them maintain the ground so they can work for things. There was a uh, this this center in Roxbury, Massachusetts, which is part of Boston. Uh, it's a brand new, beautiful center. Uh, it has all the accoutrements, as they would say. The, the, not the, no more. Oh, not anymore. As a matter of fact, uh, you it has these glass doors as you enter it. And overnight, the state decided to do what they did in Philadelphia on election night 2020. They put paper up to cover. So you couldn't look in the glass and see who was in the building. You couldn't see the illegals who had confiscated your... Well, here's, here's a, you got to hear this, Bill. This is a lady. This is a lady who is a minority who probably has voted Democrat all of her life. I got a feeling she ain't going to do that anymore. Listen... Keisha, you know, you were just on the street, yes. and I saw your outrage. Yes. 
Why are you outraged? Because this place was, like you said, it's free. It was a place for our children. Our children, I have four children, and it's sad. You know, I have four boys, you know, and... We really don't have nothing in the community that's free for us. Don't get me wrong. It's great that they want to help the immigrants. But what about the Americans that are already here? What about the people that are already here that don't have homes, that don't have jobs, that are sleeping on the street already? These people came from the airport here, probably on boats, probably on buses, and probably all for free. Now they're getting stipends. They're getting what else? I need money for me and my kids, and I was born here. Like, you know, I know life is a struggle in itself, but this is not the answer to help them. Now it's going to destroy our community more and mess our children up more. Like, this is sad. I know a lot of people don't even know about this. I came here last night with my aunt, saw a lot of stadies, a lot of police, and this paper wasn't there yet. They just did this probably two, three in the morning when they brung them here. When everybody's sleep, that's when they brung them here probably. On buses, I saw um, New York plates. I saw Washington, D.C. plates. So they have that much money to come from Washington, D.C. to do this, to do that. Why are they not helping the people here first? Yes, ma'am. Let's talk. We to, need help. Let's talk to one of the counselors, yes. Aaron, Ms. Murphy. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. When you hear the passion yeah. right here from That's what I hear in my office all the time, and it is a balance. Like like I was telling you earlier, the state owns this building, so the governor has to make a decision on where to put the overflow migrants. But at the same time, the community needs to make sure that their services that we keep their services in place. Why would they declare Boston as a sanctuary city? I mean, I think a lot of cities across this country are, once they declare themselves a sanctuary city, I'm not sure if they knew the amount of support we were going to need to give. Was that? A, I know you're a Democrat, but do you think declaring cities as sanctuaries was a mistake in retrospect? Looking back, if our communities end up losing the services they need to live full lives, I think we may be questioning that. We do have to find a balance to make sure that those migrant families have a safe place to go. But at the same time, my concern, I'm an elected official here. I represent the whole city, and I'm the chair of public health in the last two years in homelessness. And I've centered my advocacy and policy on making sure that every resident has the resources they need. And I'm hearing that seniors and kids, like Effie was just telling us, that her, her own family right, might be disrupted. So I'm making sure that the city is stepping up and connecting with all the departments so that these displaced you know, residents who use this every day. Let's bring Keisha back in here. Keisha, um, you hear, hear that from your counselor. What do you want done right now? Um, you know, like she said, we want to help them. But at the same time, what about us that need help here? What about, you know, I'm, I'm a mother and I have four children. You know, they need help. They need somewhere to go. They need something to do. What type of activities used to be in this building? Skating ring, exercising, you know, like a place where you can just go chill and stay out of trouble. Now we have to find other places. What's going to be the consequence of this being changed and just to migrants? Where are those kids going to go right now? Probably to the streets. To the streets where most of them are already at. You know, you know, like when we look for help, it seems like the state and the governor and them people, they push us away. They want to turn our children to animals. They want our children to be bad and F up. 
We want better for our community. But this right here is going to be a shit show, and it's going to be crazy. Thank you so this much, This is going to be crazy. And I'm sorry about that, guys, but th that's just the passion out here. People are upset because they don't feel like the people that are in power are representing them. Yes. Very mm -hmm. well said. That lady, she was uh, she was hitting it. She was running at all cylinders. And you know, this whole idea. I'm not worried about the word because you know what I mean. When Biden is sitting there, you know, using the F word. Oh, I know. The president of the United States. You know, States I never understood president. sanctuary cities. The lawfulness of that. I mean, what what the cities are saying is that I don't care what the country says. Uh, we're ignoring your laws. And, and sanctuary cities have never made any sense to me legally. I, I, either you have laws that cover every everyone, or you or, don't. Or you don't. You don't say yeah. we're Boston and we're going to ignore your laws. Well, but they you do. were duped with a lie, and now you know you're sitting there putting paper on the window, you know, to cover up your bad. A little bit late with that act, don't you think? Jeez. Well. Well, it's going to be uh, an entry. The people in Boston are getting buyer's remorse right now. They're starting to think, wait a second, we're losing our rec centers and our, our uh, well, facilities. You know, it'll be swimming pools pretty soon. They're probably in the summertime. They'll probably take over the swimming pools, drain them, and put beds in the, uh, on the, you know, in a tent over it or something, you know? I shouldn't give well, them Well, you ideas. know, they got cruise ships in Boston, you know, that, that, that port That's there true. and take off for cruises. Why not just go ahead and uh, eminent domain or whatever it is you do with a ship and say, sorry, uh, you're at the port of call. It's going to stay here. You can't well, sell anymore they, and do that. Let's just give it to the immigrants. You know, these private businesses, Bill, love to give their facility, not give, to sell their facilities to the government because the government pays top dollar. You know, it's it goes back to, remember the old, uh, what was it, uh, $600,000 wrench? The government was, you know, you could buy a mm. wrench, the same wrench at the Home Depot for about three bucks. But the government will spend a fortune for the uh, maybe it was six hundred bucks, six hundred dollar wrench. I mean, the, the stupidity of how they buy stuff just is mind boggling. But I heard a story last week about a Holiday Inn up in the northern Massachusetts. Guy went up there. He said there was a sign. It says "closed to the public." This well, this building is closed to the public, meaning leave. Right now, there's a housing crunch. Uh, you know, Boston, other cities. Yeah. Uh, but there is a housing crunch. There's not enough places. There's not a lot, enough room in the inn. And, that, and then you got the illegal immigrants. But businesses are closing down, you know, their buildings. People aren't wanting to go back to the office to work. That's number one. But there's big layoffs going on, too. So, there, you know, the money people made is going to go away. Uh, the, the buildings that they worked in. Uh, they're going on the market and they don't know what to do, so they're going to convert them into, you know, apartments. Well, that's great, but then now you're going to have a flood of apartments coming up very soon, so yeah. that's going to drop down the price, but nobody's going to have any money. But thank God for that influx because the government can put the illegal immigrants there, and then while you and I starve and suffer to pay our mortgages or pay our rent because 50%, over 50% of the population can't pay their rent, and the more, you know, you think there's a bubble getting ready to explode? Well, there you go. How Besides would you like to be bubble. a minority from Roxbury, Massachusetts, and you rely on that rec center for maybe a snack for your kids, or maybe they have a babysitting service at that rec center? I mean, there could be any number of things that are now not available to you because... 
These people who came in illegally have taken it. Yeah, well, what does it do to the home values around there, too? You own a home, that's true. 900000 million-dollar home, you're going, oh, Bill, that's too much. No, no, not really. Not in that Boston area. They're Roxbury, so I'd have Roxbury to go Roxbury used to what... be a tough neighborhood. Roxbury used to be uh, a sad place to live. But even those places, the uh, prices they, are up they there. They make comebacks. You're right. They, they, yeah. uh, they do make comebacks. Uh, people will go in and invest in a in a brownstone in, in that area, and they'll renovate it, and suddenly an area that was downtrodden starts to make its way back. And uh, that's the case with some of these areas. You're right, Bill. Uh, well, yeah, cities run out of land to grow, so what happens is, is that happened in Louisville a long time ago when I was there. Uh, yeah. uh, there was an area of town you, you didn't want to be in, but I had a, a realtor saying, no, 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 and, and a developer going, no, you want to buy here because even if you don't keep that property, which that's a good one, you know, you're going to want to sell it because you're going to get it for pennies on the dollar and it's going to be worth something. And you know what? I wish I would have taken that advice because they, they, they leveled, tore down, redid those things, uh, you know, the ones they could. And I was like going, it would have been a good investment because, boom, it became – you know, the place to go. Well, in, um, in Baltimore, if you are uh, in, in, in the Inner Harbor area, in that area, uh, that was down and out, and then it came back, mm-hmm. and it was renovated, and shopping it, malls were built and places to travel. It became a real special place. Uh, even places in Pittsburgh uh, that used to be really tough, dangerous areas to be in are now making a comeback. You know, uh, there's an area in Pittsburgh, the Hill District, which is uh, being renovated as we speak. It's making right. a comeback. Uh, it's being renovated by the people who have historically lived there because they're, they're putting more into their their homes, and also there are people moving up to that area. Uh, they used to be, for example, in Pittsburgh, something called the Civic Arena. It used to be a, yeah. a domed arena. They took it down. They took Isn't it down. The igloo? The igloo is gone. It's now... Going to be all apparently shopping and developing, and and uh, they have another facility for the uh, the the events, the console center, which is literally right across the street from where the uh, the igloo, as they used to call it, used to be. And uh, the Hill District is benefiting from the growth in that area. You know, people say, "Well, you know, uh, I I think I'd like to have a house where I can walk to this uh, or walk to that." You know, and that's what's happening. So what you're saying is true. These areas are making a comeback. But then when the government does what they did to the people in Roxbury, it sets them back. They had this. By the way, I saw the video of this uh, place in Roxbury, the center. It's nice. It's it's a nice, modern, welcoming. Not anymore. It won't Forget be. about it. It'll be a no, dump. They will because these, abuse these people it. coming in. Yeah, these people coming in. Number one, they've never had anything that's nice. They don't know how to take care of something, and that's, and that's not putting them down, but they don't. They're not respecting it because it's just thrown at their lap, yeah. and they don't like what's going on, and they don't love or like our country. They hate it. So we are, we are nurturing terrorism and hate in this country with open welcome arms, and they're pushing you and me yeah. out and taking away our rights. So, you know, this week we heard about uh, an attack on two police officers 
in New York City, a lieutenant, one of them was a lieutenant and mm-hmm. a, a police officer, and they were all they had told was this group of, uh, they didn't know that they were illegals. They just told they were loitering in a uh, uh, subway area, and they told them to move on, and they were attacked. And, and it's on videotape. It was a violent, vicious assault, and they ended up catching a lot of them. They didn't get all of them, but they were about eight guys, and so maybe they caught six. And uh, they're still looking for the other two. But all of these kids, these illegal kids that they caught, were released on their on their own recognizance. Go ahead. You can leave now. Uh, we booked you or whatever. And, and one of the kids comes out of the courtroom. You probably have seen the picture. And he, he walks in front of the press, and he does a double bird. He flips the finger literally, yeah, literally, literally to everybody who is watching, saying, hey, this is for you. And apparently that, that same kid, I could be wrong, but one of the kids got on a bus and headed for California. That's, you know, see, we, see if you see me during the arraignment. You're going to have to find me. I'm going to disappear. He knows that there, there are a lot of ways to disappear in this country, and he's going to do it. So he's gone. I want to play for you. Uh, uh, John sure. Miller used to be a police officer, and he was a, he's been a security expert, and he is a contributor to CNN, and they were talking about uh, these kids. Listen. I mean, we're hearing a change when it comes to immigration in general from President Biden on down. Do you hear her talk about that? It is also directly related to the fact that these were police officers. Does that have any impact? Does that change anything? Well, it's so complicated because, you know, you're a New Yorker. You move through the city every day as I do. We see these people. We touch these people. They're out looking for work. They're delivering our food. They're at the gas stations and the car wash. Uh, I mean, these are people who came in waves, you know, 170,000 probably to New York City. Um, but within that group, this hardworking, you know, throngs of people in search of hope and a better life, there is this one percenter, you know, criminal element that looks at a different opportunity here. These individuals, I went over their rap sheets yesterday, multiple charges, grand larceny, robbery, attempted robbery, grand larceny, grand larceny. Uh, this particular crew operated on mopeds and scooters. They were doing organized retail theft. They were doing snatches on the street, iPhones, iPads, clothing, so on and so forth. Um, one of them that they are still seeking has 10 charges on one day because he's part of a pattern that's been going on. And I'm looking at the dates that their arrest started, which is probably close to when they got here. They've only been here a couple of months. So what the detectives are telling me is they have crews here that operate in New York, do all their stealing, then go to Florida to spend the money and then come back. And I'm like, well, why don't they just stay and steal in Florida? And they said, because there you go to jail. Oh, wow. He, mm. They asked him, what, why, why do they uh, not just commit the crimes in Florida? Because they go to jail. Because there they go to jail. But, you know, mm-hmm. he, he said something. He said uh, 1%, only 1% of are the bad guys. Let's put things in perspective. Let's say we've allowed 20 million people into this country. 10%, right, of 20 million is 2 million, right? 1% mm-hmm. would be 200,000. Are you good as an American citizen with 200,000 hardened, mean, rotten criminals roaming the streets that weren't here before i'm not i'm not i i th- that is i mean would you what would you think if i said okay we're going to get uh a cr- we're going to have like 10 cruise ships 
uh, that will bring filled with criminals, and we're going to drop them off all across uh, the United States in different different uh, ports around the United States. Wow. Two hundred thousand people who are criminals. That's what we're talking about, friends. Two hundred thousand criminals out there. It's uh, well, but see, go you've got to you got to be careful because now you're you're saying there's criminals out there. And they have rights. They oh, have I don't rights. have to. They don't, yeah, well. You know, so, you know. Actually, they don't because they're here illegally. Well, yeah, but that's a debate, too, that they have, too. And maybe maybe they don't identify as having, you know, been here illegally. Well, no, they're here. I don't know. <laughs> they're here illegally. I'm, I, 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 I agree with you. I agree with you. But, you know, in Iowa, you know, you, you can sit there and... Uh, uh, they do that. It, it, it's it's crazy. We'll talk about that a little later. But, yeah, it's just a, a simple fact that, you know, the laws are so twisted as to what they're doing. And you know, there's even laws to where somebody steals from you. Now, like the guy said, down in Florida, they get arrested. And I don't think it matters the age. I know in Pennsylvania it does because when I lived in Pittsburgh, I had a couple of sports cars, and both of them got, in broke, uh, got broke into and, you know, the, the, the officer was very quick to explain, well, even if we get them, you know, the simple fact is they're kids. They get kids to go out and do it, criminal kids, and we can't prosecute them. So they walk and talk, and they're, head, they're headed up by bigger crime lords. I even had the case one time where somebody broke into uh, my car, and they cut themselves. And it was a young person. They broke in. They cut themselves. There was blood. And the blood led back to somebody, and I was the one that was going to be in trouble because I had a nice car that was an enticement. And that, you know, <laughs> it was, it was a long... No. An enticement. How dare you have a nice car? Yeah, you know, it's like, you know, I can't afford that car anymore or any car like that. You know, I'm, I'm older <laughs> and, you know, life changed for me. But <laughs> it's like... Oh, my God. I, you know, I was just like, you know, I was like that deer in the headlight. What? What? Yeah. It, you know, it, I worked hard to get that thing. And, it, it's uh, mind-boggling to to see what is happening. You know, what's right is wrong, what's up is down, what's good yeah. is bad, what's bad is good. Uh, it's just, uh, it's it's confusing to somebody who has lived a traditional American life and believed in traditional American values because the left want you, wants you to believe that you're wrong and that you got it, uh, you better straighten up, you know. But you do have to understand history, and you do have to understand right before your sleeping eyes, uh -huh. this country is under siege, and uh, now I didn't see that Tucker thing, but uh, we've talked about this before, that we are under invasion. We are being colonized, and the doors were opened by Biden, Democrats, and rhinos. And why are they doing this? And it's about power, and they don't care about you, but... We, you know, our population from birth, you know, natural births here, yeah. has gone down dramatically. And illegal immigrants, not legal, but illegal importation of people, has surpassed the birth rate of in course. this country. They want you and to believe that we need, they want you, the left wants you to believe that we need this influx of illegal people in this country. To maintain our lifestyle, they're going to try to sell it to you, friends. You know, how about you want to you want to get our lifestyle back in order? 
you uh, you straighten the immigration situation out, you straighten the security on the border situation out, and then you start doing things like taking care of our vets and taking care of our elderly and taking care of the people who've paid their dues in this country, paid taxes, raised families, fought in wars, do that kind of thing, and see, that's where you're going to have a healthy, good country. Uh, well, but they don't want to you know, help out the veteran because you— you fought for a country that uh, is evil and terrible. Uh, and fought it, it, for colonization and and got its history wrong. You know, you, you were stupid to, you know, to, to serve I, your country. I had another story I wanted to uh, bring up this Go morning. Ahead. Well, we're over, we're at one oh four. It's right the now. weekend. What the hell? I love your attitude. <laughs> I gotta play. This is. Uh, I really, don't. We don't have a program director. We don't have a manager. That's true. We, we don't have a corporate structure. That's and, right. Uh, you know, we do this for charity. Now, you know what? If you're uh -huh. a big business investor, because we know we have people out there. Yeah. Maybe we need someone to come in and say, "Hey, you know what? We like what you're doing. Put some structure here and there that we can sit there and." Well, how would know, they contact us, Bill? Uh, well, you would do uh, Jim and Bill at mail.com. Um, or 833-538-7868. No, <laughs> I, only, I only say that 100 times. 833-538-7868. And then there's always you can hook up with us on social media. Look for us. Probably the best way right now uh, is doing the Twitter account where it's uh, Jim and Bill now. Uh, you know, it's actually uh, X. Dot com at Jim and Bill. Now, that's how you do it. Now, okay, back I, on to yes, the story. Yes. yes. Yeah. And now, back to the story. Now, back to the story. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Come on. The I'm story. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, go, go, give it to me, though. Oh, I'm waiting for the you story. to give me the story. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to another story. <laughs> no, we were talking about, uh, uh, oh, uh, you're talking about the story I was going to tell you. Okay. Yes. <laughs> How easily I confuse you. I'm easily confused. <laughs> All right. John Podesta. Do you remember John Podesta? He was, yes, he's, I do. He's been involved with uh, the Clinton administration, and there's a lot of backstory to John Podesta that really makes you shake your head. Apparently, he's uh, an aficionado. I love that word. He's a patron of the arts, and specifically, he likes artwork of young boys in provocative and sometimes oh. sensuous poses. Because apparently John is, um, they say he has a, procl a proclivity for this kind of thing, okay? I'm trying to be yeah. dainty and delicate here. Um, as a matter of fact, I saw a video of some of his artwork on one of the TV shows yesterday, and I thought, whoa. Kind of sick, isn't it? Oh, sick puppy. But supposedly he is, this is the word, he's an expert of, of manipulating funds that are meant for one type of project and getting them into another type of project. Case in point, John Podesta was—he was just made—he uh, was made the head of the environment. They removed John Kerry. I guess John, they got yeah. sick of John Kerry for flying all over the place and uh, pontificating. So they removed John Kerry this week and made John Podesta the head environment guy. We have to cut the carbon pollution that's driving the climate crisis, and that's what the Inflation Reduction Act is all about. And that's about, that's about all you're going to hear from John Podesta when it comes to the environment. I mean, he's, he's done because they believe what his real purpose is is to take green funding, green funds, funds that are allocated to the environmental movement, and he will manipulate them to... Uh, let me just say more uh, 
nefarious uh, parts of our organ, our government that might that might do things with the elections, might manipulate the elections. Be. You know, isn't that what Fannie's in trouble for down in uh, well, Georgia? She was Democrat. She, they would, took funds and she did that. Well, she did, but she didn't manipulate them to uh, to fund uh, the elections. She manipulated them. She, she manipulated them to have fun. Yeah, F-U-N, well, not F-U-N-D. Uh, yeah, we need money for our rehabilitation fund, uh, <laughs> our homeless fund, and any other fun we can have with your money. <laughs> Donate now, please. It's our fun fund. Oh, gosh. But we'll, we'll cloak it any way that we but, want you know, to. They, no, can, they can do it because, well, they're Democrats, and you know, Democrats, uh, the rules are different for the Democrats than they are for, for us. I'm, for case in point, we talked about this. Uh, you know, they let off people who are protesting. You know, all those protesters that burned buildings in 2020, uh, they got off with a slap on the wrist, if anything. You know, yet if you are sitting down and you are conservative and you're protesting abortion and you're singing and praying, then you get 11 years in jail. I mean, it just yeah. makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. Let me, yeah, yeah, I mean it does. Ray Epps, they say to Ray Epps, he was the instigator at uh, January 6th. He's, we have tape of him. You have to go into the Capitol. Go into the Capitol. And the crowd is yelling at him, Fed, Fed. Well, they after they, he was a Fed, Fed. Yeah, they finally did something to him. They gave him a slap on the wrist and probation and goodbye. In the meantime, there are guys who are serving 17 to 22 years in prison for having done even less than what Ray Epps did, you know? Well, it's interesting. You talked about the guy, you know, Podesta, that has, you know, the, the, the perversion. Yeah, John Podesta, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you're talking about him and uh, his preclusion to a certain type of art. Mm -hmm. And then you look at January 6th. So somebody supposedly breaks in but was ushered in and goes in Nancy Pelosi's office and kicks yeah. back in the chair and puts his feet on the desk, and he gets locked away into the, the D.C. Huskow for right. God knows how long. And then here is some page that's butt naked on a desk inside the Capitol oh, building having yes. sex with a senator. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. He gets, how dare you look at his derriere. You know, you, so you, wait a you second. Let me, if I get this right, Bill, what you're saying is nothing. that— well, he got something. What you're saying there, but... is that uh, if you go into Nancy Pelosi's office and you put your feet on her desk and smile for the camera and then leave, you go to jail for several years, but you can go into the Senate hearing room, the Senate chambers, yes. at, where they do all their big uh, meetings, right? You can lean over a guy who's butt naked and have yes. uh, sex with that person. Yes. On camera. Please don't and, paint the picture. And then disseminate it on the internet, right? You can do that. Let and you get off scot-free because you're Democrat? I'm sorry. I think I just made him gag. Yes. Uh, sorry. Yes. Dude. <laughs> Yes, I'm sorry. It is early, That's too. That's why I keep a bucket here. There goes of... the morning coffee. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, it, doesn't, hey. it doesn't make sense, Bill. It doesn't make sense. It is not fair. It is not just. And and I don't know how. But yeah. they have they have the uh, gonads to do it. And they just say, it's like saying to the American public, up yours. I mean, maybe that was a poor choice. Maybe that was a poor choice of words. You know, in but, the words of John Mellencamp, ain't that America? Little pink houses for you and me. And uh, boy, wow. you know, but just keep in mind, this weekend, we're bombing the hell out of nothing. That is the news. 
Don't you even think about the invasion that has been going on at the border. There is a rally there going on. I'm sure there's something that is going to be happening inspired by the left. But either way, uh, and evidence to that is what's going on in Indiana. The schools now, they have their translation stations. So if you don't understand English, now you can get a complete hey. definition of what was said and start a war if you and, want to. And, I don't know. Start a pri- uh, if you live in New Hampshire... Right? You'll be happy to know that a controversial business has recently opened its doors in Atkinson, New Hampshire, igniting a a mix of curiosity and concern among the town's residents. The Diaper Spa. The Diaper Spa positions itself as a, quote, safe and judgment-free zone to nurture (laughs) and pamper diaper lovers and enthusiasts through deeply immersive experiences. They're not talking about babies. We're not talking about your little four-month-old. There, oh, there no. was a guy. We're talking, about, guy. we're talking about like grown people who like to get kinky with diapers. And and the people are upset because there's a, a business with a sign encouraging you to come on in. BYOD. Bring your own there diaper. A, there's a guy that's in radio that was from... Well, from Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and he had a, a, you know, he he liked to do that dress. Up. Well, he'd get dates, and then he'd have his dates dress him up in diapers and a little, I, I guess whatever that checkered uh, uh, schoolgirl dress is, you know, that's a Catholic schoolgirl dress. And I'm like going, the guy was a sicko, but very popular. I mean, there there are some weirdos out there. I, you know, I heard they the, got a well, diaper wait, spa wait, now. Well, you know they 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 have protected rights. Civil I, rights. I did hear that there was something that uh, you were doing that was a little oh. different. You've you've decided that it, it might be better to uh, to join them as opposed to oppose them. Well, you know, self identification now has a protected right. Go to Iowa. You can you can uh, you can identify any way you want to. Like a cow. And, you can be a cow. You know, right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, and I've decided that, you know, it would be more fun. And actually, there is a legal definition of it, but I call it rotating pronoun preference disorder. Uh-huh. Rotating uh, so, pronoun preference disorder. Okay. Right, right. Like right now, I I feel like a fountain pen. Okay, so I would say... Fountain pen night. How are you today? Well, no, 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 no. I just rotated. Now I'm a coffee mug. Oh, I'm now okay. a coffee mug. Now you're coffee mug night. Mr. No, coffee mug. No, no, no. Now I am uh, a magnifying glass. Here, yeah, see? Magnifying and, uh, and night. Magnifying uh, glass night, right? No, I'm a cell phone. Cell phone night. I've gone cellular. Oh, gee. Uh, d- does this just continue on and on and on? Sure it does. It goes on and on forever. So what do you, you know? Now? But uh, Actually, I'm a notepad. Uh, Wait. But I do want to tell you I have protected rights, uh-huh. and it is not my duty. It is not my duty for me to tell you what I am at this specific, this particular moment in time. As a matter of fact, you should know that and respect that and address me that way. And if you address me wrong, then you have violated my civil rights. So therefore, having rotational pronoun preference yeah. disorder could be a very profitable so thing you, for me. Wait, you are now your notepad night, right? No, I'm business card night.
Hey, listen, have a wonderful weekend, folks. Please join us on Monday when uh, Notepad, uh, what are you, what are you, Notepad Night will be with us along with myself, Jim Harrington. Uh, our number here, if you want to contact us, 833-538-7868. Jim and Bill at Mel.com, and there's also Mel at uh, It's Another Day.com. Uh, we got all kinds of ways, and on the X, it's X.com at Jim and Bill Now. Wow. That's right. I got it all there. Rotating pronoun preference disorder. Is that what it is? Well, yes, but right now I self-identify as... <laughs> Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And what would he Hasta say? Hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. This is CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>